0: What is up, everyone? Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Football Friday. Great to have Travis here. Danny should be somewhere on. I don't know where he's at right now. But uh for have you guys for a little bit anyways, and then I'll finish the rest of the show up. But uh, how are you doing, Travis? Doing all right. Uh, yeah, wearing my, my hockey stuff. Big game today in Philadelphia. Uh, at 5 30 so be watching that during the show got a lot of games going on right now we got uh unc currently down to an nc state 14 10 arizona state losing uh beat, winning the battle of arizona right now 14 10 over over the wildcats at halftime got a good one in columbia missouri arkansas up 21 20 uh on mizzou colorado state up 7-0 on new mexico at halftime 10-0 nebraska looking to play well for their possible new head coach looking to finalize that deal get you caught up on who that is and then uh number 18 ucla up 7-0 on cal right now um the nebraska thing's big though iowa looking to clinch the big 10 west if they cannot win, Purdue has life. Um, but, yeah, we'll get you caught up on that. We did have some games, uh, some other games this week, starting out on uh, Tuesday. Uh, Miami, Ohio, 18-17 win over Ball State. The Red Hawks. It was quite a game. I watched this one. They were down 17 uh, to. 3, I believe it was, or 17-6, something like that. They scored two touchdowns late in the fourth quarter. Yeah, they were down 14-3, 17-3. And they came back and won in the fourth quarter, getting 15 straight unanswered points uh, to become bowl eligible, go to the Bahamas bowl game there. Uh, Ball State season is over. Avion Smith, uh, not great passing, 18 of 46, 39.1%, 217, one touchdown a pick. But on the ground, he was great, 18 carries, 84 yards a touchdown. Um, Ball State's John Paddock, 19 of 32, 59.4%, 119 yards, two picks, killed them in that regard. And then uh, Kyle Kelly, he threw one pass for 23 yards and had eight carries for 83 yards there so yeah good win for the red hawks get to go to the bahamas for the bowl game nice always nice to go there
1: <laughs> carson Steele is running
0: really nice too oh i love carson steel man he's one of my mac running backs that i look for every year uh 26 carries 180 yards two touchdowns Six receptions for 35 yards, led the game in rushing there. Uh, Mac Hip and Hammer for the Red Hawks there. Six catches, 79 yards, leading the game in receiving. And my defensive player of the game, I'm going to go with uh, Miami, Ohio's defensive lineman, Caden Woolard. Two tackles, one solo, one pass deflection, two QB hurries. Ball State lost, but they did cover, though. Plus two and a half, under 45. Five. The other game on Tuesday, Maction, Ohio rolling over Bowling Green to win the MAC East. Go to Detroit to play Toledo in the MAC Championship game um, next weekend. But uh, Matt McDonald for Bowling Green, 16 of 29, uh, 55.2%, 217 yards, one touchdown. The turnovers killed Bowling Green, though, all night. Three picks and a fumble for Matt McDonald. Uh, That was really where they lost it. Um, But their other quarterback came in, Camden Orth, 2 of 3, 66.7%, 12 yards, 2 carries, 27 yards, and he did score a rushing touchdown. But C.J. Harris was fantastic. Uh, Curtis Rourke, the normal Bobcat starter, um, he was out with injury out for the season. So C.J. Harris took the reins. 10 of 21, 47.6%, 196 yards, a touchdown passing. On the ground, he was great. 12 carries, 65 yards, and three rushing touchdowns. Bobcats, big win on this one. Um, Ohio running back C.A. Bangura has been uh, helping them out with this great season they're having 27 carries 96 yards a touchdown leading the game in rushing and uh ohio wide receiver jacoby jones leader leading receiver in this one four catches 96 yards defensively a uh, lot of good performances i am going to go with ohio linebacker Key thompson though 11 tackles two solos one sack one tackle for loss two qb hurries two picks for safety Tariq drake for the Bobcats, also a very good night there. Ohio cover, minus 5.5, under 52.5. Let's go to the Egg Bowl. Last night, uh, annual Thanksgiving tradition, Mississippi State, Mike Leach, the Pirate, getting it done in Oxford, Mississippi, 24-22, over number 20, Ole Miss. His first win in the series... Um, so good for Mike Leach there. And then the rumors were swirling apparently about Lane Kiffin last night after the loss, saying that he might go to Auburn. But he uh, kind of crushed those rumors there post game. But a uh, lot of yards and turnovers here. Crazy game at the end, though. Uh, Ole Miss was looking like they were going to get blown out. Uh, Mississippi State had first and goal on the one-yard line of Ole Miss, or close enough, whatever. But, uh, yeah, Will Rogers fumbles, allows Ole Miss to go down, score a touchdown. They miss the two-point conversion game over after the onside kick is not recovered by the Rebels. But uh, Jackson Dart for Ole Miss, 30-38, 78.9%, 250 yards, two touchdowns. Will Rogers for the Bulldogs, 27 of 39, 69.2%. 239 yards, two touchdowns, one pick, and two fumbles, turnovers. Really, the reason why Ole Miss was staying in this game. Otherwise, it would have been a blowout there. But, yeah, Egg Bowl, always a good time.
1: I don't know. I think... uh... I think Link Kippen's just trying to play it cool. I think he's going to go to Auburn.
0: Maybe. We shall see. I don't know. Uh, the true freshman sensation running back Quinchot Judkins for Ole Miss, 22 carries, 91 yards, leading the game in rushing one catch for four yards. And he also threw a pass for seven yards as well. Um Leading receiver in the game, Ole Miss wide receiver, Dayton Wade. Eight catches, 88 yards, and a touchdown. And then a whole host of great defensive performances. I am going to go with um, the bottom guy, though. Ole Miss defensive end, Tavius Robinson. Five tackles, two solos, two sacks, two tackles for loss, and one QB hurry. Mississippi State, plus 2.5. Under 63. Yeah, it was kind of weird that uh, it wasn't the the normal high scoring affair in the Egg Bowl this year. <laughs> um. <laughs> Don't know what's going on, but uh, number nineteen to Lane. What a win today, 27-24 over number 24, Cincinnati. Um, they advance to the American Championship game, still waiting to see who their opponent will be, whether it will be UCF, who plays. Um, Sorry, having a little, <laughs> little trouble. Well, will have to wait and see who Tulane's opponent is. Um, as UCF plays tomorrow against USF. And then uh, if USF, if UCF wins uh, and Houston loses, then UCF would be in. But if Houston wins and UCF wins, then we have a three-way tie for second place between Cincinnati, UCF, and Houston. And then it becomes a whole complicated mess and I don't know who gets in at that point Uh, (laughs) but if uh, there's one other scenario where uh, Cincinnati would get in uh, without having to go through that mess it's uh, both UCF and Houston both lose tomorrow Uh, UCF against USF, Houston playing Tulsa Um, so unlikely but uh, yeah just gotta, just gotta keep winning if you're those two teams. But yeah, I was happy Tulane. I've been riding Tulane all year. I Was disappointed they lost to UCF uh, a couple weeks, uh, two weeks ago. But uh, got the win here. Gonna host the AAC championship game. Michael Pratt for the Green Wave, thirteen to 59.1%, percent, one hundred sixty-two yards, a touchdown, nine carries for thirty yards. Cincinnati quarterback Evan Prater. Playing today uh, because Ben Bryant was injured. 10 of 26, 38.5% completion, 102 yards. A pick, 18 carries, 83 yards. Uh, but the story of the day was uh, running back Tajay Spears. He has been uh, the monster for the Green Wave. 35 carries, 181 yards, 2 touchdowns, and 1 17-yard reception. Uh, really nice day for Spears, one of my favorite players in the American Conference there. Uh, Ryan Montgomery, running back for Cincinnati, also scoring twice on this game. 17 carries, 95 yards for him. Leading receiver in this one, two-lane wide receiver Shea Wyatt. Three catches, 62 yards. And uh, wasn't much defensively, so I'm going to go with the bottom guy there. Two-lane linebacker, Keith Cooper Jr. Five tackles, one solo, one sack, one tackle for loss, and a QB hurry. Tulane covered, minus one, over 44. How about number 23, Texas, keeping their Big 12 hopes alive. 38-27, romp over Baylor. It looked a little eerie for the Longhorns in the middle of this game, but they got it done uh, behind number five. B. John Robinson went crazy again. 29 carries, 179 yards, two rushing touchdowns on the day. Uh, the quarterbacks weren't that great. Uh, Quinn Ewer's pretty efficient, though, for Texas. 12-16, of 16, 75%, 194 yards. Uh, one rushing touchdown and a fumble that led to a Baylor defensive touchdown there. Uh, Baylor's quarterback, Blake Shapin was not good. 18-36, 50%, 179 yards, two touchdowns, and a pick. Uh, but it was the ground game, like I said, for Texas. Robinson, Rashawn Johnson, he had 13 carries, 77 yards. He scored two touchdowns as well. Uh, Texas ran for 204 total yards because of the stupid college rule that counts sack. Yardage as rushing yardage. It's just it's a stupid rule. You gotta we gotta take that out of the game. Yeah. But yeah, so now uh if Texas can Texas is the biggest Kansas fans in the world right now. They are praying for a Kansas win. Uh if Kansas can win in the Sunflower Showdown against Kansas State in Manhattan, Kansas Texas will face TCU in the Big 12 Championship game. I think that would be big for Sark in his first year there.
1: Almost most definitely. Give him a
0: big boost. Hopefully help out the recruiting trail a little bit. Yeah. Um, leading receiver in this one, Texas tight end, Jatavian Sanders, two catches, 65 yards. And then a lot of great defensive performances here. I think I'm going to go with Texas linebacker uh, Jalen Ford, 13 tackles, two solos, two tackles for loss, one pass deflection, one QB hurry, and a pick. Um, also got to give it to – I am impartial to defensive touchdowns. So Baylor, defensive lineman, Gabe Hall, four tackles, three solos, one sack, one tackle for loss, and a 16-yard fumble returned for a touchdown. Big man rolling there. Always, always love to see that. <laughs> Texas did cover minus 10 uh, by one there and over 55 and a half. So, like I said, uh, we were going to cover the NC State game and the Arkansas game, but I saw they weren't going to even be close to being done by the time we finished the show. So, Uh, Nebraska 17-0 now on Iowa. Don't know what's happening to the Hawkeye defense today, but uh, sure uh monday night football though niners killing the cardinals 38 to 10 in mexico city a little bit rainy in this one jimmy g was fantastic though 20 of 29 69 percent 228 yards four touchdowns uh colt mccoy got the start in the place of kyler murray 24 of 34 70.6 percent 218 yards a pick And then uh, he got injured, so Trace McSorley came in 6-10, 60%, 59 yards, and an interception as well. The Niners look pretty unbeatable at this point uh, with Christian McCaffrey in the fold, Jimmy G's rolling, defense playing well.
1: They look like they're going to
0: be the team to beat
1: for the Super Bowl this year.
0: Until they come into Philly. I don't know. We'll see. We'll have Jordan Davis back by then. so. Oh, yeah. Uh, which would be in the playoffs. It would, yeah, it'd have to be in the playoffs because uh, we don't play in the regular season. But um, Elijah Mitchell led the game in rushing, 9 carries, 59 yards. I didn't put Christian McCaffrey on here because he didn't lead the the game in or his team in any category, but he did have a good uh, night total scrimmage yards-wise. Uh, I was pissed. Greg Dortch led the game in receiving. Nine catches, 103 yards, 10 targets, right? So I had um Marquise Brown in my one dynasty league. I thought he was going to play. So I originally started him. I had taken him off IR or was going to start him. I thought he was going to get activated for the game. Ended up not getting activated. So I was scrambling pregame Monday, trying to find out which receiver I was going to play. Greg Dortch was the top projected free agent for this game and did not start him, did not pick him up. I was oh. like, well, there's other guys. They have A.J. Green, Hopkins.
1: I mean, you have hop in our league, so.
0: And uh, so I picked up Dwan Jennings instead. Oh, well. Yeah. <laughs> I think he got one reception. <laughs> Big money. Yeah. Could have had 19 freaking points from Dortch, <laughs> uh, but yeah, nine catches, 103 yards, 10 targets there. D Hop nine for 91 on 12 targets as well. Um, defensively, have to go with Nick Bosa. Who else? Niners defensive end, three tackles, all of them solos, one sack, one tackle for loss, four QB hits there. Um, yeah. is a beast. Yeah, he is. I hate
1: to say that with him being from Ohio State.
0: Yeah, and the... uh... Okay, well... uh... That is not official yet, I guess. I'm just looking at the uh, ESPN halftime thing saying about Nebraska's head coach. Uh, But yeah, Niners taking the division lead now in the NFC West over the Seahawks, both 6-4. and four. Niners 3-0 and in division play, though. Uh, Niners covered easily minus 9.5, over 43. Thanksgiving yesterday, Bills beating the Lions in Detroit 28-25. Uh, first time since, I think they said, what was it, like 1926 mm-hmm. or something like that? They were all... All games on Thanksgiving had, were within one score. Didn't I know that? Did yeah. Didn't I see that? It was, it was like something crazy like that. It's been a long time since all of the games on Thanksgiving have been one score. But, um. yeah, Josh Allen, fantastic. 24-42, 57.1%, uh, 253 yards, two touchdowns a pick. 10 carries, 78 yards, a touchdown. And, I mean... The essentially game winning throw to Stefan Diggs was just incredible. Ridiculous. Yeah. I mean whatever adjective you want to insert. There was what, three defenders within five yards
1: of Stefan just
0: Yeah, he just lined it in there. And it was the Stefan Diggs drive as well to uh to put the Bills to tie the game. Yeah. Um Stefan caught like four or five on that drive uh, that got the game tied there at 25 um but uh yeah Jared Goff played well though 23 of 37 62.2 percent 240 yards two touchdowns and uh I mean the the Detroit defense was was pretty decent for most of the day um I think holding the bills under 30 points is it's a quality performance. <laughs>
1: yeah. Especially for a 4-17 that, you know, was expected to come in and just get rolled. Yeah.
0: Um, Devin Singletary, the Bills ran the ball well once again. Uh, granted, the Lions are one of the worst rush defenses in the league. But uh, 14 carries, 72 yards for Singletary, uh, leading all non-Josh Allen runners on the day. One reception for eight yards for him. Jamal Williams continues to be just a touchdown monster. Thirteen on the air now. Uh, he has he has as many touchdowns now with in one season with the Lions. Or this season with the Lions. I guess this is his second year, right? Yeah. This season with the Lions, though, he has more touch he has as many touchdowns as he did in all five years with the Packers. I
1: saw that that's <laughs> uh the Packers can could use that a little bit right now, get him on
0: the outside. Yeah. Uh, ra St. Brown, what a day for him. The Detroit receiver, 9 catches, 122 yards, a touchdown on 10 targets. Bill's wide receiver, Isaiah McKenzie, also had a nice day. 6 catches, 98 yards, a touchdown on 10 targets. And then we mentioned Stephon Diggs, 8 catches, 77 yards, a touchdown on 15 targets in this game. And uh, defensively, I'm going to go with uh, Lions linebacker James Houston. Two tackles, both of them solos. Two sacks, two tackles for loss, two QB hits. Lions, didn't, he just, didn't
1: he just get elevated?
0: I believe so. I had never heard of him. So, like, yeah. If I have never heard of you, like, that's, that's tough on your part. But... I know a lot of players. <laughs> yeah. uh, but Lions covered plus 9.5, under 55. The afternoon game here, Cowboys 28-20 over the Giants. And, I mean, the Giants had them. They had them right where they wanted them. Uh, I don't know what they were doing, but uh, Saquon wasn't involved enough again. For the second straight game the Giants dropping two in a row now um luckily he scored as we talked pre-show otherwise his fantasy performance would have been under 10 points uh but yeah it's Giants are are, <laughs> are dipping at the wrong time for them anyways I mean I don't really care they can go do whatever just I just hoping they would help help me out and beat the Cowboys but
1: yeah, I mean, unfortunately for the Giants, Dallas is just too good in the run defense. been inside. So just basically say, go on, hit a brick wall, and what are you going to do?
0: Well, yeah, and they uh, the Giants have absolutely no receivers right now. Yeah. <laughs> and
1: their, their interior line isn't holding up very well either. So,
0: Yeah. Uh, but Dak Prescott, 21 to 30, 70%, 261 yards. Two touchdowns, two picks, helped keep the Giants in the game in the first half. Uh, Daniel Jones, 21-35, 60%, 228 yards, a touchdown, three carries, 14 yards. Um, Yeah, Zeke uh, is frustrating in fantasy once again. 16 carries, 92 yards, a touchdown, one catch for three yards. Uh, He's been on my bench pretty much all year in my Dynasty League that I've had him. Since the inception of that dynasty league, when I got him in uh, twenty sixteen, so, um, yeah, I don't, I don't know, I can't start him like he's, I, I mean, I guess he can now. It'll be back to back, he scored seventeen something last week, sixteen plus this week. Yeah. It's ridiculous.
1: It's just hard, you know. Have a couple good weeks and they dip and. You feel like you made a mistake.
0: Yeah, yeah. and it's critical time now. Push to the playoffs, as uh, yeah. as our Facebook logo shows. Um, uh, C.D. Lamb for the Cowboys led the game in receiving. Six catches, 106 yards, 11 targets for him. Uh, also, another guy on my bench this week. I started him last week. He didn't do much. Uh, didn't start him this week in, in my Dynasty League. Cowboys tight end Dalton Schultz, four catches, 31 yards. Of course, he scores two touchdowns this week on four targets. Um, that was fun. But uh, defensively, how can you not go with the uh, the beast? Cowboys linebacker Micah Parsons, three tackles, two solos, two sacks, two tackles for loss, two QB hits. Everywhere. <laughs> that dude is just a menace. Given the defense player of the year right now. Yeah. <laughs> Put him in the MVP vote. <laughs> he's com- I mean, he's he's dynasty. He's coming
1: for Aaron Donald's spot.
0: Yeah. There there's gonna be an asterisk though, because T J Watt got injured. So, <laughs> you know. And look at the look at the performance the Steelers defense has now with Watt back. Yeah, they're yeah. one and one, but you know. Um Giants cover plus 10 over 45.5. And, and the Thanksgiving nightcap here, uh, Vikings 33-26 over the Patriots. I was rooting for the Patriots. Helped me out, get uh, get a two-game gap for the Eagles, but um, couldn't help me out, Belichick, unfortunately. Uh, Mac Jones, though, 28-39, 71.8%, 382 yards, two touchdowns. Watching the game, it didn't feel like Mac threw for that many yards, but uh, I guess they had a couple of big plays that got a lot of his yards. But yeah, yeah. Know. uh, Kirk Cousins there for the Vikings, thirty of 37, 81.1% sterling completion percentage there, two hundred ninety-nine yards, three touchdowns, a pick, and it was it was Justin Jefferson. I mean, man's unbelievable. 9 receptions, 139 yards, touchdown on 11 targets. Uh, I was disappointed. Dalvin Cook sucked. 22 carries, 42 yards, led the game in rushing. 4 catches, 14 yards on 5 targets. Ramondae Stevenson for Damian Harris going down. Uh, The Patriots barely ran the ball. Uh, 7 carries, 36 yards for him. But... He got most of his fantasy points there. Nine catches, 76 yards on 10 targets. Who would have thought <laughs> Stevenson getting 10 targets in the passing game? <laughs> oh um And then Thielen also getting double-digit targets here. Nine catches, 61 yards, a touchdown on 11 targets for Adam Thielen. I was happy though. My boy Hawk scored again. Are scored, I guess, for the first time as the Viking has had great performances in his three games in Minnesota. Um, And then defensively, got to go with uh, Patriots corner Jonathan Jones, seven tackles, six solos, three pass deflections, a pick. Also want to mention Vikings running back Kenny Wongwu, ninety-seven yard kick return touchdown, really sparked Minnesota. Um and also he is the only player with multiple kick return touchdowns since twenty twenty one. The kid's turning into he he's he's gunning for Cordero's record already. He already has three kick return touchdowns in his career.
1: How many what year is this kid in? Second <laughs> yeah, yeah Yeah
0: Jesus I believe he was a twenty twenty one uh fifth round selection. Okay out of Iowa state. Uh, Vikings covered minus two and a half over 41 and a half. So some college football news here. Uh, just want to mention the transfer portal opens December 5th. So coming up in a little bit, uh, Daniel Jeremiah tweeted this out and he said, uh, it's gonna be crazy. Um, I guess I don't know. I thought it was always crazy since they instituted the transfer portal, but yeah, yeah. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what happens there. I don't really pay too much attention to it until get into preseason. Uh, yeah. Looking at the teams, I don't really pay much attention to spring ball. But um, yeah, portal opens twelve five. Uh, your boys. Well, your boys got attacked, but... (laughs) Uh, Seven Michigan State players have been charged, uh, one of them facing a felony charge for the assault uh, that happened in the tunnel on two Michigan players following their game on October 29th. Uh, Yeah, which is kind of crazy. See, what was kind of weird, like the video, you only saw like two guys and one of the Michigan players but apparently there were seven. (laughs) I don't don't know. No, there
1: was was 10. That was original. The original report was there was 10 Michigan State players. Yeah. And then seven of them ended up, I think, no, I think, was it 10 of them got put on leave or suspended? Uh, Five. Well, there was only five. I believe it was five. I wonder if the two additional ones will get suspended. And at this point, the one with the felony charge, do you just dismiss them from the program at that point?
0: Yeah, I mean, I think you have to, but... Uh, I think uh, it depends who it is. That's always that's always <laughs> a thing that happens. You know it happens. Yeah. If it's a... Uh, I mean, also, also, you know, you know, I had never heard of any of the guys that I heard of that got uh, suspended from Michigan no. State. So it's also a thing of that I think about, which is probably my the conspiracy theorist in me. But like they're just they're just putting guys that are on the bottom of the roster <laughs> out to the sharks, you know, <laughs> like, like they're just feeding them, <laughs> feeding them to the wolves. Because they're not major contributors, and they're not... Some of them might not even be on scholarship, you know, so...
1: Yeah, no, I don't... I think a couple of them aren't, so... I don't know, Michigan... Michigan. I don't want to be that guy, but Michigan State, you know... Not always the highest standard of uh, sportsmanship.
0: Yeah. Well, Mel Mel Tucker's got to figure it out. Uh... I don't, I don't think his tenure is going to be lasting much longer anyways. Uh, I would say right.
1: not, except for the fact that he has a $95 million contract yeah. <laughs> and Michigan State don't doesn't have them SEC donors that can shell out for.
0: Get that buyout in there. <laughs> uh, also, last thing, college football news. The thing I've been referencing with the Nebraska game going on right now, who are currently up seventeen zero at halftime over Iowa? That's in Iowa City too, by the way, in Kinnick Stadium, which is just ridiculous. You don't you don't go into Kinnick Stadium and do that to Iowa. No, um, but but um, yeah, Nebraska looks like they are going to have their new head coach um, Scott Frost fired this season, and uh, they're getting a guy that was fired this season also. <laughs> the uh, Huskers are looking to possibly finalize a deal with uh, former Panthers head coach Matt Rule to become their next head coach. So, I mean, I think that's a pretty good hire. Uh, despite Rule's flameout in the NFL, I mean, his track record in college football is sterling, building up Temple and Baylor uh, from yeah. losing programs. So I we'll see from... then. Go ahead. Well, I mean, we'll see. Luckily for him, Nebraska plays in the Big Ten West.
1: (laughs) Yeah. You you don't have a whole lot of competition there.
0: Yeah.
1: (laughs) Um, I mean, going from NCAA to NFL, I mean, we've seen how Nick Saban, great, you know, national championship winning coach in the NCAA goes to the NFL, quickly flames out. So... I wouldn't, you know, put a whole lot of, uh, put like, a, give a whole lot of thought to his flame out in the NFL.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think Jim Harbaugh's really the only one that we've seen be very successful in the NFL going from college.
1: Yeah. Well, I'd say Pete Carroll, but, yeah, it's very few.
0: Right, yeah. Um NFL News though, uh we got a lot of quarterback movement this week. It's been kind of crazy. Uh couple benchings. Jets, first one. They are benching number two overall pick, Zach Wilson. Uh starting Mike White this year. Apparently, Zach Wilson has had the case of the Yips. <laughs> that's what that's what they've been saying on Twitter. <laughs> uh the last two games. Uh, especially against the Patriots last week. They're only scoring three points on offense. But, yeah, Mike White, the guy, I was kind of surprised they didn't look towards Joe Flacco. But, um, yeah, they're going to go with Mike White apparently this week.
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't know, going with Joe Flacco here, I mean, you might as well find out what you have for a week. Yeah. I feel – not not a, not in totality, but I think part of this in the benching is is a uh, is a uh, Zach Wilson's response in the press conference saying that he didn't really play a role in the defeat of only scoring yeah. three points.
0: yeah, I did see that too that's uh that's a tough look
1: yeah what? got to send a message that you know you got to have a camaraderie and having a player like that
0: do that. Isn't a good look for your team. Um, also getting benched is Davis Mills, former third-round pick of the Texans. Uh, Kyle Allen resurfacing this week. Uh, he will be the starter for Lovey Smith and the Texans in Miami. Um, I don't really think it matters who they have at quarterback. Um, <laughs> the Texans are going to lose against the Dolphins. <laughs> yeah. As 14-point underdogs. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, the Eagles, they have, uh, hired former Colts offense coordinator Marcus Brady as a consultant, uh, of course that makes a lot of sense, Nick Sirianni coming from Indianapolis last year, good friends with Marcus Brady, uh, I, al- I also thought they were eventually gonna hire Mike, uh, or Frank Reich as well, uh, that hasn't occurred yet, but I know, uh, Nick Sirianni has high regard for, uh, for Frank Reich, so... Interesting. interested to see if if Reich comes back to Philadelphia or not um, on Sirianni's staff in the future. Uh, and then, you know, what's what else could go wrong for uh, the Packers? <laughs> their their uh, third-round pick this year, offensive lineman Sean Ryan out of UCLA. He has been suspended for the next six games because of violating the performance-enhancing substance policy. So, yeah, another offensive lineman going down for Green Bay. Some IR activations this week. Commanders getting uh, their backup quarterback now back. Carson Wentz activated off IR, opening his practice window. Going to back up Taylor Mm -hmm. Heineke as they move forward with him. Uh, The Ravens getting a lot of help with their big free agent signing. Safety Marcus Williams activated off IR. And uh, a lot of help coming for the Saints as well. They're getting rookie offensive tackle Trevor Penning back this week as well. A couple guys placed on IR. Chiefs running back Clyde Andrew Dallaire with a high ankle sprain out four games. Um, and Commanders linebacker Cole Holcomb also placed on IR today. Uh, I... am I don't like to see guys get injured, but it does benefit me greatly because I just traded for Isaiah Pacheco. So, <laughs> thank you, CEH. <laughs> uh. Uh, some injuries here. The uh, Bears quarterback, Justin Fields, he has a separated shoulder with partially torn ligaments in his uh, non-throwing shoulder which is always, uh, always fun to deal with. He's officially yeah. listed as questionable. Uh, I think he'll play, probably. Um,
1: Do they limit his running ability, though, now? Are you going to try and put more wear and tear on them.
0: Yeah, I don't know. Because I don't know if it's... Uh, like the same thing... the same thing as a dislocation? Uh... Because, I mean, I would just think that they would do what they the Vikings do with Dalvin Cook, but he dislocated his shoulder in that game. You just put a brace on it, and uh, it stabilizes it enough that you can play through it. But, yeah, definitely got to hit guys with your right shoulder instead. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't need his right shoulder anyways, dude. <laughs> he doesn't throw the ball. No uh I said there's a lot of quarterback news uh because cards quarterback Kyler Murray is going to be back this week uh happy to see that with uh, DeAndre hopkins uh even though d-hop is questionable unfortunately but I think he'll be fine he played last week where he's questionable with hamstring so but yeah Kyler's back this week we'll see if that helps or hurts the uh, cardinals I don't really know at this point I'm not sure that Colt McCoy wasn't a better option. Yeah. Uh, Saints corner Marshawn Lattimore, he has been dealing with a lacerated kidney. He was back at practice today, or this week, so not sure. Uh, I don't think he's going to play this week, but we'll see about next week possibly. Bad news for the Rams. Uh, defensive tackle Sean Robinson out for the year. He has a torn meniscus. Uh, interesting thing happening this week. Packers quarterback Aaron Rodgers announcing he has a broken thumb and not going to get surgery, doesn't require surgery. Um, for one, I don't understand how a broken thumb doesn't require surgery. Uh... Actually, not really. It depends where it's broken, obviously. But Is it on his throwing hand? It is, yes. Alrighty then. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's why he has been very inaccurate. Uh, or that's the excuse that Rodgers is putting out there anyways on why the Packers are losing and he's inaccurate. <laughs> that's what I call it anyways. I call it an excuse.
1: Um, yeah. I mean, their season... A broken thumb isn't isn't the reason why you're having this battle season.
0: Yeah. Uh, Lions might get a boost next week. Uh, Wide receiver Jameson Williams could possibly debut uh, for his first game in the NFL coming off the torn ACL Um, in the. SEC championship game last season. Um, yeah, they activated him last week off of... Or they opened his practice window coming off of NFI. But uh, we'll see if he can play next week. Uh, trying to get the Lions in the playoffs. Yeah.
1: and we can get a couple more uh, Vikings losses, we'll be right in it.
0: Uh, the... Bills, also major injury for them yesterday. Von Miller getting carted off. He has a lateral meniscus tear out indefinitely right now. Going to make a decision in one to two weeks on whether he's going to do surgery now or uh, try to see if he can hold off for the offseason. He's going to try to to put it off. Just got to see how the swelling goes and uh, see if he can just put a brace on it. Uh, unfortunately for him, though, it is in the same knee that he tore his ACL, so not sure if uh, that's going to complicate things or not or impact the decision there for Vaughn. But, yeah, that's major loss for Buffalo.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's, that's a hard loss, but at least it, yesterday, look, the way they carved him off, it looked like he might have torn something, so at least there's that.
0: Yeah, they were uh, relieved it wasn't an ACL for sure. Uh, ins and outs Rams quarterback Matthew Stafford. He is out. It will be Bryce Perkins starting in Kansas City this week. Uh, the Chiefs wide receiver Kadarius Toney. He is out. Uh, so, again, I'm happy that, uh, I have MBS in a league, so hopefully he should get more targets. He didn't last time when all the receivers were out for Kansas City. Friggin' Sky Moore took all the targets, but, um, yeah. Bucks, running back Leonard Fournette, he is doubtful with a hip injury this week. Uh, so look for Rashad White to get the start. And the bulk of the carries, that one's not good for me. I do have Lenny starting in one of my leagues. Um, Chargers wide receiver Mike Williams. He is uh, out this week again after he re his ankle last week, or two weeks ago. And then uh, Dolphins running back Raheem Mostert, doubtful. Another injury that helps me, though, in fantasy. I have Wilson, Jeff Wilson Jr., starting in a, in a league. And then... Uh, also, another another running back injury helping me. Bengals running back Joe Mixon is out. Yep. Uh, just picked up Samaje Ryan this week. Gonna be a tough test against the Titans, but he's projected to get thirteen points, so I'm I'm praying for it. Uh, and wide receiver Jamar Chase is questionable. Uh, I know Joe Burrow said he expects to have him back this week. And then uh, finally, Commanders defensive end Chase Young is questionable. Uh, trying to make his 2022 debut coming off the torn CL last year. And then transaction-wise, just one transaction to note, the Jags claimed former Rams running back Daryl Henderson Jr. off waivers, so landing on his feet in Jacksonville, trying to uh, help them be the backup to Travis Etienne there. college pick standings yeah uh, I suck continue to suck uh, mark though taking the lead uh, he had a great great day or great week last week um, lone Wolf's galore for mark he got uh, he got Duke wrong they lost a pit he got Louisville wrong Uh, They lost to Clemson, I believe was that game. But he got Iowa right. They beat um, Minnesota. He got Arkansas. Uh, Arkansas beat Ole Miss. Oklahoma beat Oklahoma State. And Oregon beat... um, Utah. So he went 4-2 and two in Lone Wolves. Uh, luckily, I went 1-0 um, and oh in mine. I got USC right beating UCLA. And then uh, Logan went 0-2 oh in his. He lost uh, Baylor. Baylor lost to TCU. And then uh, Richmond, in our SCS Game of the Week, lost to William & Mary last week. So yeah, I'm still a lot back. 16. Um, And then Logan is 6 back now of Mark. Just a couple. Last week, the regular season. Championship Saturday next week. And then uh, bowl games to pick coming up. So The Heroes game going on right now. Not looking good for our picks. (laughs) Um... Iowa currently down 17-0, to about to kick off the, th- the second half. But uh, we need a Hawkeye comeback for our picks uh, and for our guy Colin Schultz there <laughs> at Marquette Law School. Uh, he texted me. He said, Hawkeye's bad. <laughs> but um, yep. yeah, yeah, they are not looking good right now. See what that defense can do in the second half. Ten-and-a-half point favorites are the Hawkeyes at home. Currently down 17-0. Over-under for that game is 38, though. And uh, they're well on their way to looking at the over. And uh, that one is on Big Ten Network currently. Number 18, UCLA at Cal. That one's going on. Cal actually just took a 14-10 lead over UCLA. Travis just dipping out without saying anything, uh, <laughs> but yeah, Cal took take the lead over UCLA right now. This one's on Fox currently. Um, I think the Bruins should be able to come back with this one. DTR and the offense need to get it going to uh, try to improve their bowl um, bowl status there. Trying to get the best bowl they can. We are all on UCLA, though. Over under 62. They're at uh, 24 right now, so I don't know if they'll get to that. I'm going to say hit that under there. And like I said, that one's on Fox currently. The Sunshine Showdown tonight. Florida at number 16, Florida State. Logan surprisingly lone wolfing the Gators on the road in Tallahassee, Um, yeah, I just think I'm going to go with uh, my boy Fernando at Marquette there. Uh, Mark and I going with the Seminoles. They are on fire right now. Jordan Travis has it rolling, um, as does that running game uh, with guys like Trey Benson there. Tray Benson, Trayshawn Ward, as well. Uh, those guys have it rolling on the ground. Florida's not that good against the run, so I expect the Seminoles to run the ball a lot and uh, use the play action with Jordan Travis, and they should get this thing done and put Billy Napier's Gators down to a 500 record going into bowl season. Over/under for this game is 58. I am rolling with the over, I think, in that one. And then uh, 7.30 on ABC tonight. Good game in the Mountain West, Fresno State's last uh, regular season game before they face Boise State uh, next week in the Mountain West championship game. Wyoming trying to lick their wounds after losing to Boise State at home last week, trying to get a quality win over Fresno to get to eight wins going into bowl season. But uh, we are all on the Bulldogs. I think Jake Hayner has been a revelation coming off of injury this season. Uh, Fresno was really down, and he just came in and lit their world on fire. Uh, 16 touchdowns, 3 interceptions after uh, they started the season off 1-4. Um, Have currently won six straight, including massive wins over San Jose State, San Diego State, and uh, looking to get another big win tonight against a quality opponent, and then head to the Mountain West Championship game, uh, which is going to be in Boise, Idaho, there on the blue turf. But yeah, roll with Jake Hainer and the Dogs. Uh, Over under is 50 and a half. Uh, I think I'm going to go with the under in this game. Might be a little cold in uh, Fresno, California. I don't know. Maybe not. Looks like uh, 59. So decently, decently cold for, for California there. 10 p.m. though on F- FS1. Oh, and by the way, before we get to Saturday's games tomorrow. Uh, got the American flag logo behind me. Go USA. Good draw today against England. Just got to get the win against Iran on Tuesday, and we will advance. So great, great job today. It was a good game. Uh, get that win on Tuesday, boys. All right, tomorrow, starting off at 12 Eastern, a clean, old-fashioned hate Georgia Tech at number one, Georgia Rivalry game here. Not much of a rivalry, though, in recent history. Georgia, 35.5-point favorites. I don't think they're going to cover that. They haven't covered big spreads all year. Um, Tech surprising last week, keeping their bull hoops alive uh, against North Carolina, upsetting them. They're not going to upset Georgia in Athens, though. Not going to happen. Um, Georgia gets the win, gets it big, but I just don't like the, the big spread there. Uh, over-under here is 49. I think that goes over. And, uh, this one's 12 p.m. on ESPN. The game, number three, Michigan, at number two, Ohio State. Sorry, Travis. We are all picking Ohio State. I just think the Buckeyes are the better team overall. Um and it I don't know what the status of Blake Corum is I just don't think Michigan can handle the game without him if uh if he doesn't play uh and even if he does I'm not sure he's going to be hundred percent so I I think even with uh, Travion Henderson being dinged up a little bit and uh, also Mayan Williams being out I just think Ohio State has more weapons. Uh, and the depth to to go against Michigan's offense there. And Stroud's obviously the better quarterback. So Ohio State wins this one for us. Over under 56. I am going to go over on that one. 12 p.m. on Fox. Big noon kickoff. The Palmetto Bowl. South Carolina at number eight, Clemson. And Logan shocking us again, just like he did with the Gators, going with another SEC team against an ACC school. South Carolina, massive upset last week, scoring 63 on Tennessee to get the win. I don't think Spencer Rattler can replicate that performance in this game. Uh, Clemson has a really good defense, and I think that uh, their win streak continues at home. They get their 41st consecutive home win most in college football, most uh, the longest active streak in college football right now. Um, so, yeah, I just think they, they continue to win at home. I've tried to go against them at home before. It hasn't worked out for me, so I'm a roll with uh, the Tigers at home here. Over-under is 52.5. Uh, give me the over, actually, in that one. 12 p.m. ABC. Army. They still have bowl dreams as well. Uh, got to win against UMass this week, win against Navy next week, and they will be in to, uh, or win against Navy in two weeks, I should say. Um, yeah, two weeks against Navy there. But, uh, yeah, Army still has bowl hopes and dreams, so they need a win this week and then beat Navy in two weeks to uh, get to 6-6 six and six there and get into a bowl game. But uh, UMass on the road, not going to give up much uh, of a fight, I don't think, anyways. Army should get to 5-6 and six and then hang on uh, for that Navy game to see if they can go bowling or not. Over under here is 45. I'm rolling with the under. And uh, 12 p.m. ESPN Plus. Yes, sir. Go, Pens. 1-0 against the Flyers. Okay, we got uh, Coastal Carolina at James Madison. This is quite the game I think it's going to be anyways. Uh, JMU a surprising, I think, 14-point favorite here at home in Harrisonburg, Virginia. The reason being, no Grayson McCall for Coastal Carolina. I think it's going to be a great game. I am lone wolfing uh, the JMU Dukes in this one. If this were in Myrtle Beach, I think I'd probably go with Coastal, but it's not. It's in Harrisonburg, so give me James Madison. And unfortunately, this game does not have any Sun Belt Championship implications uh, because JMU is ineligible in their uh, first season of uh, FBS play. So, yeah, sucks, man. James, I was really hoping to see JMU in the Sun Belt Championship game, though. But uh, Coastal will be there next week against either South Alabama or Troy. Over-under is 53. Give me the over in that game. And 12 p.m. ESPNU. Speaking of South Alabama, Old Dominion on the road at South Alabama in Mobile, uh, USA getting fifteen and a half points at home. I think they'll win that, uh, win this game here. I've been on the Jags all season. Just don't know if it, they're going to get enough help to get from Arkansas State to get into the Sun Belt Championship game or not. But all in all, getting a ten-win season in the Sun Belt, great year for South Alabama. Over-under is 48. Give me the under. Don't think ODU scores enough for this to go over that. And 12 p.m. ESPN+. Plus. Western Kentucky at FAU. Western Kentucky still in the Conference USA hunt. They need a win and a uh, North Texas loss to go to uh, San Antonio to play UTSA in the Alamo Dome. Uh, the Hilltoppers getting 7.5 points on the road. FAU the Owls trying to uh, become bowl eligible. A great matchup here. I think the Hilltoppers get it. Austin Reed has been a, a great has done has been a great performer for Western Kentucky this year, being coming from uh, Division Two West Florida there, and uh, I think Western Kentucky will uh, be able to get it done behind the arm of Reed, and uh, ho- hope and pray that they can make the Sun uh, Conference USA Championship game. Over-under is 61. Give me the over in that game. 12 p.m. CBS Sportsnet. Maxin Kent State at Buffalo. Buffalo trying to become bowl eligible here. Bulls getting four at home. They have a, uh, a game rescheduled that was postponed because of the snowstorm uh, with Akron next week. So if they can't get it done against Kent this week, they'll host Akron next week and... Uh, Try to become bowl eligible then. But I think, and so do my colleagues, that Buffalo will become bowl eligible this week and just get a seventh win next week against Akron uh, to boost their bowl status there. But uh, give us the bulls at home. I like the points as well. Um, Buffalo becomes bowl eligible. Over-under is 53. Give me the under-under. In that game, 1 p.m. ESPN+. Rice at North Texas, and I think Western Kentucky will get to the Conference USA Championship game. I don't know what it is about this game. The Owls are on the road at North Texas trying to become bowl eligible uh, for the first time in quite a while. I don't know the last time Rice was bowl eligible, but I, I can't. Uh, I don't know if I've ever seen uh, Rice become bowl eligible in my uh, time watching college football. But uh, this is a gut thing for me. They're 14-point dogs on the road. Give me the owls. Uh, Rice gets it done against North Texas, sends them packing uh, to their bowl game and not to San Antonio for the Conference USA Championship. Lone wolf in it here. Uh, Over under 59. Give me the over in that game. 2 p.m. ESPN+. The Governor's Cup, number 25, Louisville at Kentucky. I am lone wolfing Brock Doman and the Louisville Cardinals. Uh, Not sure what has happened to Malik Cunningham, but uh, they've been winning the games with Doman, and they've been doing just fine. They're only three-point dogs here. Um, Two and a half, actually, it has moved down to... uh, Or no, three. It is three. So, uh... Louisville has won five of six games coming into this one. They have not beaten Kentucky since 2017, however. Um, Kentucky not on a good streak right now, losing five of their last seven. But um, Malik Cunningham looks like he could possibly start in this one, or Brock Doman, not sure which one it's going to be, but I think it doesn't matter either way. Louisville gets it done. I think Kentucky's just on a downslide right now, and they're not going to be able to fix it. Um, give me Louisville, Scott Satterfield gets it done in Lexington. Over-under is 43. Give me the over in that one. 3 p.m. SEC Network. The Iron Bowl, Auburn trying to become bowl-eligible. Uh, under interim head coach Cadillac Williams in Tuscaloosa at number seven, Alabama. The Tide getting 22 points at home. I think this will be one of the worst Iron Bowls in recent history. Uh, Auburn, I just don't think they have much of a fight here. Uh, so give me Alabama and we're all on the Crimson Tide in this one. Looking for a New Year's Six bid or the Tide. Over-unders, 49.5. Give me the over in that game. 330, SEC on CBS. Civil War, number 9, Oregon. At number 23, Oregon State. I'm Lone wolfing again. Uh, I have been on the Beavers all year. Uh, going to Corvallis is not a easy thing to get a win there. And the Beavers being in the top 25 is, is something special. So let me continue their special season here. Get us to 9 wins. Uh, And the Beavs crush Oregon's dreams of getting to the Pac-12 championship game. Uh, If Oregon loses and Washington wins, Washington would be in. Um, Washington also uh, has to hope for a... UCLA or a Utah loss to get in as well Um, if Oregon loses Utah wins Washington wins and UCLA wins Utah would get in then as well and uh, Oregon can still get in if Washington loses however The total for this game is 59 here. I am rolling with the under. I think the Beavers' defense stops Bo Nicks, uh, halts that offense, and uh, the Beavs get it done at home, win the Civil War here. Play upset special. 330 on ABC. Number 21, Oregon State, by the way. My bad. Illinois at Northwestern. If anyone didn't know, Illinois is still in uh, the running for the Big Ten West. So how can the Illini get to um, Indianapolis? They need an Iowa loss. Iowa just scored. They are currently down 24-7. to to go in the third quarter. They need a Purdue loss. Purdue plays at Indiana tomorrow. And they need a win here against Northwestern. We think they'll get it done behind Chase Brown and that rushing attack that almost beat Michigan last week. So Illinois keeps its hopes alive for a little bit. They will know if their hopes are alive by the end of today. Um... You know, with uh twenty three thirty two left to go in that uh, Iowa game, they're big Cornhusker fans right now. So, over-under is 38 in this game. I'm going to roll with the over, 330, uh, no network attached. Kind of weird on that one. This was the other game I mentioned, Purdue at Indiana. Purdue will know uh, whether it has a chance to win the Big Ten West or not in uh, by tomorrow, by the game, this kickoff here. They need a Iowa loss, and they need to win this game. That is how they get in. Um, want to note also, Iowa still can suffer a loss here today, uh, but they would need a lot of help, Purdue and Illinois, both to lose against Northwestern and Indiana there um, in order for the Hawkeyes to get there with a loss today. The uh, over-under for this one is 53-and-a-half. We all think Purdue, the Boilermakers, are going to get it done. And uh, 53-and-a-half, I'm going to roll with the under. Indiana doesn't give enough uh, points to get that over that. 330, Big Ten Network. ACC matchup should be a good one. Wake Forest at Duke. We are all on the Demon Deacons. Uh, n- the... I think Sam Hartman has a nice game again in this one, uh, just like Keaton Slovis did against the Blue Devils. It's at home, uh, but I just think that uh, Wake Forest gets it done here, and uh, Duke drops another one uh, to an ACC foe like they did against Pitt last week. Over under 66.5, Wake Forest really doesn't have a defense, uh, so why not hit the over button uh, but I think maybe just under 65 in that one. 330 ACC Network. Troy at Arkansas State mentioned this game earlier. Uh, Troy, it's a win-and-in scenario. They win uh, the Sun Belt West if they win. They, uh, South Alabama needs a Troy loss, and they need to beat Old Dominion to uh, get in themselves. But uh, I think the Trojans are on, a, a, on pace for destiny here. And I think they get in. They beat you at uh, Arkansas State on the road. 13.5-point favorites are the Trojans there. They get it done, cover that spread as well. Gunner Watson and Co. Uh, and Kimani Vidal, their running back, also has a nice game. The over-under for this one, 45.5. Uh, give me the... Over, I think Arkansas State maybe helps us just enough to get that one over there. This one's three thirty on ESPNU. UAB at Louisiana Tech, uh, the Blazers. They uh, do not have any conference USA implications, but they do have bowl berth on the line, trying to get bull eligible when win their sixth this season. Um, And we all think they will. Uh, Louisiana Tech's struggling right now, and uh, the Blazers should be able to get it done behind their running back, Dwayne McBride. Uh, So give us the the Blazers here on the road. Maybe they don't cover that 17.5. That's a lot of points for them. But uh, I think UAB becomes bowl eligible here tomorrow. Over-under is 55.5. Give me the over. I like that there. And this one's 3.30 on CBS Sportsnet. The Battle of uh, Texas Branch Campuses. UTEP, U-T-S-A, University of Texas, El Paso versus University of Texas, San Antonio. The Miners versus the Roadrunners. UTEP looking to get bowl eligible on the road in the Alamo Dome. Uh, I don't think that's going to happen. UTSA has been a beast this year. Frank Harris, DeCory and Corley, uh, and Zachary Franklin as well. Brendan Brady at running back. They have been on fire, and so are the Penguins, who just went up 2-0 with 30.5 seconds to go in the first period. Uh, but, you know, the Roadrunners, I think, uh, are going to handle their business here. Shut UTEP season down and uh, get prepped for their uh, Conference USA Championship game next week uh, against either North Texas or Western Kentucky rematch there from last year. Over-under is 56.5. Give me the over in that one. 330, uh, no network. Got to stream it. Big 12 matchup, Iowa State at number four, TCU. The Horn Frogs getting 10 points at home. They are looking to go undefeated into the Big 12 championship game next week. Iowa State, not much to play for, trying to get to five and seven there. Uh, My roommate said Iowa State does play TCU rather uh, hard every year, so uh, we shall see how this game goes. It's in Fort Worth, though. I don't think Iowa State's going to have enough on offense behind uh, hunter deckers there but uh yeah the horn frogs are probably gonna win close the, the, the iowa state will probably uh cover that spread because their defense will play very well um but i just think tcu is a team of destiny right now they're gonna get it done and then lose in the big 12 championship game over under is 47 and a half uh I have to think it's going to go over with the TCU game. So over 47 and a half, 4 p.m. on Fox. Battle for the land-grant trophy. Michigan State at number 11, Penn State. Penn State trying to avenge their loss last year in East Lansing in the snow behind Kenneth Walker's great performance. Uh, Mel Tucker's program trying to become bowl eligible this year. Not going to happen in Happy Valley. Penn State on a run. James Franklin trying to get his program to 10 wins possible top 10 uh college football playoff finish there um and get to a new year's six bowl so give me penn state give me my boys at home nicholas singleton Catron allen and co get the running game going and they win this one maybe not by 19 but we'll, we shall see they've blown out pretty much everyone except for their two losses to ohio state and michigan over-under is 53. Got to think that's going to go over with how Penn State's been rolling. 4 p.m. on FS1. Number 14, Utah at Colorado. The Utes, like I said, still do have life. Uh, they need a lot of help, though. They need a win, um, an Oregon loss, and wins from Washington and UCLA all to uh, to get into the Pac-12 championship game against USC. So uh, we think they'll win, and win rather easily in this one. Again, both Colorado, Colorado State, the two FBS schools in the state of Colorado are uh, not very good. So uh, I think Utah rolls, Cam Rising, and Tavion Thomas have nice days in this game. Over-under is 52, give me the over. Uh, 4 p.m. Pac-12 Network. Southern Miss at UL Monroe, the Golden Eagles trying to become bowl eligible, and I think they will. I think they will beat Ole Miss rather handily, even while on the road in Monroe, Louisiana. Um, I think Southern Miss is going to run behind Frank Gore Jr., and he has done it all, uh, ran, caught, and passed the ball this year for Southern Miss, and I think they they go behind him again and get them to a bowl game here. This season. Southern Miss, uh, three-point favorites there. Like I said, I think they cover that. Over-under is 50-and-a-half. Uh, give me the under. Low score, lower-scoring game. I think it's in the 40s, though. Um, and give me under 50-and-a-half. That one's 5 p.m. ESPN+. The other Louisiana branch campus here, uh, Louisiana at Texas State, uh... Yeah, the Raging Cajuns also trying to become bowl eligible just like Southern Miss. This one, I don't know why. I have a gut feeling just like I did again, uh, with the Rice game against UNT. The Bobcats at home, I just have a gut feeling. Louisiana's not the team that they have been. They uh, Ben Woolridge was injured, and he was didn't play last week. So I, I just think the Bobcats are going to get it done behind Lane, Hatcher, and Co. Um, so give me Texas State lone wolfing the Bobcats here. Over-under is 45, and uh, give me the under in that game. Also, 5 p.m., also on ESPN+. Plus. Sunbelt matchup, App State at Georgia Southern. The Eagles trying to become bowl eligible. I think they get there. I'm the only one that thinks that. Uh, they are going to get to a bowl game Again, just like Louisiana, App State has not been themselves this year. Tough season uh, for the Mountaineers. Uh, So I'm just going to go with Georgia Southern, a team that has looked pretty decent this year. Uh, Big win over James Madison a while back, and I think they get this big win as well. Get to a bowl game. Do the Georgia Southern Eagles. Over under is 62 and a half. I'm going to roll with the under in that game. I think the Southern defense plays well, uh, turns Br- Chase Bryce over uh, a time or two, and they uh, they get the win here. 6 p.m. ESPN Plus. Number five LSU, ten point favorites at Texas A&M in College Station. No one wanted to try to to pick Jimbo Fisher in a really down year for him. Uh, but LSU is on a roll. They uh, are trying to get to 10 wins to get to the SEC championship game here. Um, roll in 10 wins to the SEC championship, I should say. Already set in stone that that's who is going to be there. But, um, yeah, LSU, Jaden Daniels and Co. should have a nice day. Uh, maybe a, a little bit tougher. You know, they played Arkansas close and also... Uh, AM's defense is still AM's defense, so I wouldn't be surprised. This one's close and AM covers that ten. But uh, give us LSU on the road. They get ten wins rolling into the SEC championship game. Over under is forty seven and a half. I'm gonna go with the under. And seven PM ESPN. The war on I four here. Uh UC number twenty two UCF at USF Central Florida versus South Florida. Uh, has not been much of a war lately. Um, UCF besting USF on quite a few occasions. USF, really terrible season right now. One in 10. UCF coming off a tough loss last week against Navy. They need a win to get into the American Championship game. Um, and a Houston loss as well. Uh, So, if they do lose, though, they can have a Houston loss. Um, and a, or if they lose, if they win and Houston wins, then it becomes a uh, whole shebang, like I said earlier, that uh, I don't know how to figure out right now. So we'll see what what happens if that occurs. But I don't think UCF is going to lose and uh, give Cincinnati any hope to get into the American Championship game. I think they're going to win and get into that game by themselves there. Over-under is 68. I am rolling with the under. I do not think USF is going to get enough offense to, to get that over the number there. This one's 7 p.m. on ESPN2. Number 15, Notre Dame at number 6, USC. What a battle we will have in Southern California tomorrow night. Uh, USC already in the Pac-12 championship game, trying to strengthen their college football playoff record uh, and resume potentially um, with this win and a win in the Pac-12 championship game. I think, like Logan and Mark do as well, that they will get it done. Caleb Williams is on track to win the Heisman, and... uh, USC, Lincoln, Riley, get it done over a surging Notre Dame team here in Southern Cal. Over under 64 and a half. Have to believe that goes under with how the Notre Dame defense has been playing. Um, 730 ABC. Number 10, Tennessee at Vanderbilt. Yes, this one's in Nashville, Tennessee. And yeah i put the v up there why not vanderbilt getting to a bowl game in clark lee's second season in nashville there um tennessee upset by south carolina last week uh really killed their chances at getting to uh the college football playoff if someone slips up but um the reason I think Vandy is I don't believe one bit in Joe Milton III to, to beat Vanderbilt, and Vanderbilt is on a roll. They've won two straight SEC games uh, for the first time in quite a while after breaking their 26-game losing streak in the SEC uh, two weeks ago. So why not the Commodores to a bowl game? Give me Vandy at home over number 10 Tennessee probably would be uh, the biggest win in program history, I'd have to think. Over-under is 64, and I'm fine with taking the over in that game. 730, SEC Network. Tulsa at Houston. Again, this game comes into play uh, with a UCF win and a Houston loss. UCF gets in outright. Uh, With a UCF win and a Houston win, then it becomes an interesting scenario where... um, UCF, Houston, and Cincinnati all tied at the same uh, point there, and then it becomes some complicated mess. If Houston loses after UCF loses, this would put Cincinnati into the AAC championship game in a rematch uh, against Tulane next week. But again, this game only comes into play, uh, really, if, uh, if uh, Houston loses. Or if, they, you know, if they win and UCF wins. Whatever. But, um, yeah, we all think the Cougars are going to win at home. Clayton Toon and co. Um, got a massive win over ECU last week, a, a game where we all picked the Pirates. They blew them out 42-3 to in East Carolina. So, give us uh, the Cougars in this one. Tulsa, nothing to play for at 4-7. and seven. So, uh, Houston gets the 8-4 and four for... Uh, Dana Holgerson. Over under 67. And, uh, I'm going with the over, actually. I, I like this as a high-scoring game. Uh, Davis-Brennan-Co for Tulsa. seven thirty, 30 ESPNU. The Sunflower Showdown, Kansas at number 12, Kansas State. Texas will be watching this game intently, praying for a Kansas win in Manhattan. Uh... Number 12, Kansas State. I think we all do. Uh, we all think they will win um, and crush Texas' Big 12 dreams. But, um, yeah, this game has Big 12 implications. Win or loss for Kansas State and Texas there. So, But we're all going with the Wildcats at home. I think that's a good pick for us. Um, the over-under for this game is 625 half. Uh, I, I'm going to go with the over, why not, a lot of offense here at nighttime in Manhattan, Kansas. 8 p.m. on Fox. Fox after dark. Pitt at Miami, uh, bit good ACC matchup here, the Canes trying to get to a bowl, uh, but the way that Pitt's been playing, I don't think they are going to let that happen, even in Miami, um, Keaton Slovis has been playing very well Israel Abanaconda has been a beast as he has been all year pretty much and uh, we're all on the Pitt Panthers in Miami at Hard Rock Stadium so sorry Canes but uh, you are not going bowling this year over under is 43 um, I have to think that goes over with how the Pit offense has been playing 8pm ACC Network Air Force at San Diego State. Logan, lone wolf in the Aztecs at home. I think this is going to be a great game. Air Force, though, I'm rolling with my boy Brad Roberts. I've lo- I love Brad Roberts, the big fullback slash running back for Air Force. Uh, Hazik Daniels also is a really great triple option quarterback there. Um, and Emmanuel Michelle as well, their uh, running back there for the Falcons. Uh, Aztecs, I just don't see it happening. Even at home, I think Air Force is the better team defensively as well. I think they'll be able to stop uh, Jaden Maben, I believe, is the quarterback for San Diego State, and um, get this thing done on the road. Air Force gets the nine wins, gets a good bowl. Over/under is also 43 in this one. Uh... I'm going to roll with the under Air Force defense and the Air Force offense. Um, Keeps the time of possession very long drives here. Kills the clock. 9 p.m. CBS Sportsnet. The Apple Cup, number 13, Washington at Washington State. Um, Yeah, we're all on the Huskies here. They still are alive. For the Pac-12 championship game, granted, they will know um, their fate, whether this game means anything uh, in terms of Pac-12 play. Obviously, it means a lot, being that it's a rivalry game and a trophy game, but um, whether it means even more in terms of the Pac-12 championship, they will know that, uh, as this game is the last game of the night for us. Anyways, there is, uh, I believe, one more game after this on the schedule. But um, Washington needs some help. They need a win, an Oregon loss, and either a UCLA or a Utah loss um, to get into the Pac-12 championship game. So uh, feasible Oregon at Oregon State, UCLA losing to Cal currently um, 21-17 to at halftime. And then Utah, that's a tough loss to ask for, from them uh, at Colorado, but... Uh, You never know what could happen. So, over-under is 60. I'm going over. There should be a ton of points here. Michael Penix Jr. versus Cameron Ward. Um, 1030 on ESPN is this game. How about the FCS playoffs? Uh, Unfortunately, we didn't get Logan's picks in here. We'll get them updated uh, for the standings next week. But uh, Elon at Furman. All the first-round matchups unranked. Are unseated the only seeds are the top eight, which all get buys this week. So uh, Elon at Furman. It's a split right now. Let's see who Logan picks, but uh, I am rolling with the Phoenix. I just think they are a better team than Furman right now. Um, they got me a good win earlier in the season when we had their game as our FCS game of the week. And they have uh, good wins over... Uh, they beat Delaware. They lost uh, to New Hampshire, who's a playoff team. They lost to Rhode Island as well. Um, you know, Furman is on a big win streak. They beat Mark's team 47-40. to You know, they beat Chattanooga and Mercer as well. Close games there. Um but I just think Elon with uh, Mike McKay there at quarterback, or Matthew McKay, uh, 21 to 4 touchdown and interception ratio. They have a 1,000 yard running back in Jalen in Hampton. And uh, I just think they're going to get the job done. In a close game, though, in, um, in Greenville, South Carolina, at Paladin Stadium there. Mark's on the Paladins, though, supporting his fellow conference opponent there. St. Francis, Pennsylvania at Delaware. The red flash against the Blue Hens here. Yeah, I'm rolling with my Blue Hens here. Uh, unfortunately, I'm going against a Pennsylvania team, but I just think Nolan Henderson is a beast. 28-8 touchdown-interception ratio. Uh he is really the, the, the main reason. I don't know too much about St. Francis. Haven't really covered them too much. But, um, yeah, I love Delaware here. They got big wins. Uh, they've lost three out of the last four to end the season, two playoff teams, Elon and Richmond, and non-playoff team Villanova. But um, they got a big win over Monmouth, and I think Delaware has enough. Uh, they are in a tougher conference than the CAA than uh, St. Francis is in the – Nec Northeast Conference, there um, they did get a good win against Duquesne and Merrimack, but and Sacred Heart, but uh, not good enough, I don't think, to go into Delaware and uh, beat the Blue Hens. Uh, I forgot to mention Elon game, twelve p.m. ESPN Plus. Unfortunately, we don't have spreads or or totals for these games yet. Uh, they'll come out tomorrow, but. Uh, This game is at 2 p.m. on ESPN Plus as well. Fordham at New Hampshire. This one was a toss-up for me. I like the Fordham Rams. uh, Reason being, they got big wins over uh, Colgate and uh, Lafayette there. New Hampshire, they beat Rhode Island. They lost to playoff team Richmond. And they beat Elon, so good wins against them. Also, big win against uh, Dartmouth, 14-0 as well. I just think Fordham, when you look at their guys here, their quarterback, Tim Demoret there, 4,561 passing yards, 53 touchdowns, 8 interceptions. Uh, Just crazy production for him. Their number one wide receiver, Fotis Kokosiolis. Um... 1,222 pat receiving yards, 90 receptions, 15 touchdowns. That is just ridiculous production in 11 games. Um, they have just absolutely rolled people, and they barely lost in their two losses, uh, losing to FBS Ohio 59-52. And then uh, they lost in overtime by one point to Holy Cross 53-52. So uh, 52 points in both of their losses. And uh, just defense couldn't hold up in those ones, but every other game they've scored um, they've scored at least forty points in every single game this season, uh, which is just crazy production. Uh, and I mean, Demora here he has uh, his lowest passing performance was two hundred fifty six yards. Every other game uh, he's thrown for at least three hundred and forty six yards. So, yeah, I think that uh, this offense is gonna gonna push the New Hampshire uh, Wildcats here, and um, the Rams get the win on the road. Mark's going with the Wildcats there at home. Don't blame them; they're a pretty good program in their own right. But I'm going with the Rams. Logan will be the tiebreaker there, just like with the Elon game. 2 p.m. ESPN Plus. Uh, Davidson at Richmond uh, probably Logan was gonna is gonna go with Richmond as well um, but reason being again it's a quarterback resuddinsky for the spiders here great production this year in his last year 3150 passing yards 24 to four touchdown interception ratio uh, triple option coming in for Davidson so I don't know if that's gonna work against Richmond. They uh, lost to San Diego, had a good win against Stetson in double overtime and a good win against Dayton last week. But uh, Richmond, uh, you know, they lost to William & Mary by two scores last week. But other than that, they had good wins against Delaware and New Hampshire in their last five games. So I think the Spiders get it done and move on to the uh, Sweet 16 of the FCS playoffs next week. This one's 2 p.m. ESPN+. Plus. North Dakota at Weber State. Mark and I both on the Wildcats here. Uh, North Dakota just has not been a great program this year. Um, Tommy Schuster, decent statistics. um, And Hoosman, the running back as well, scoring 12 touchdowns. But I really like Bronson Barron here for Weber State. 19-7 to touchdown interception ratio, 2,337 passing yards. And then their wide receiver is just a beast, Ty McPherson, uh, 52 catches, 917 yards, and 10 receiving touchdowns. And uh, Weber has gotten good wins. They got a good win over Montana, losing uh, to Montana State and Sacramento State, their two losses to top four FCS teams. Uh, Montana State ending up fourth and um, Sacramento State second. They lost that game by three, so really great losses for them. And uh, in terms of North Dakota, they just got blown out by North Dakota State last week by 21 in a game that they were in for majority of the game. Uh, they also got blown out by 14 against South Dakota State. Um, so, yeah, I just think Weaver State has been the better team and, and they're going to get it done in this game. 4 p.m. on ESPN. How about Gardner Webb at Eastern Kentucky? We are both on the Colonels. Our Mark and I, uh, the Bulldogs, struggling at six and five this year, uh, getting into the playoffs primarily because uh, they won the Big South Conference, going five and zero there over North Carolina A and T, who had a better overall record. But um, yeah, that was their last game. They blew NCA and T out. Not really many good performances other than uh, a one-point loss to uh, Liberty was a very good performance for them in a surprising uh, output there. They also had close losses to Coastal Carolina by four and Elon um, by six as well, but they got blown out by Mercer, blown out by Marshall as well. so, I just don't think they're going to have enough offense to get it done over Eastern Kentucky. Whose quarterback, um, Parker McKinney, has done a great job. 3,502 passing yards, 28 to 7 touchdown interception ratio. And um, I think he's the big reason why they get this one done at home in Richmond, Kentucky, there at Roy Kidd Stadium. This one is at 5 p.m. ESPN+. Plus. Idaho at Southeastern Louisiana. slew or I used to what their uh, name was before that, SELA, um, the Golden Lions there against the Vandals. I'm rolling with Idaho. Look, you know, the, the I have not known Idaho to be very good, and this year they have been good. Got a massive win over Idaho State last week. Close loss to Sacramento State. And, uh, unfortunately, they did get blown out by UC Davis, who's not having that great of a season. But um, the, the close loss to Sacramento State is really what I put, put this game on. This was a coin flip for me. And uh, southeastern Louisiana, however, has not really played very many people. They did get a, a good win against Jacksonville State. But um, I'm rolling uh, with their quarterback, Giovanni McCoy, Who's thrown for twenty three hundred ninety two yards, twenty five to five touchdown and interception ratio. CL has used two quarterbacks this year after their starter went down with injury. Um, Evan Sawyer has done a nice job, or Eli Sawyer I should say, uh, sixteen hundred five yards, eleven to one touchdown and interception ratio. But I am rolling with uh, the Vandals in this game. Go Idaho. This one is at 7 p.m. on ESPN+. And then finally here, Southeast Missouri State, SEMO at Montana. Mark and I both on the Grizz. Um, I just think it's because the Grizz play in a better conference, the MVFC, Missouri Valley Football Conference. And uh, the Grizz, Lucas Johnson has done a good job. But um, this one was really, really close for me. And uh, despite... SEMO's running back Geno Hess going, rushing for over 1,569 yards, 19 rushing touchdowns. I have to go with Montana. Their four losses were to the big four in the conference there. Um, in The big sky, I should say, not the NBAFC The big sky, Idaho, Sacramento State, Weber State, and Montana State, all close losses as well except for the Montana State game last week. Uh, where they got blown out by 34. But uh, they lost to Idaho by 7, lost in overtime against at Sacramento State uh, by 7, and then they lost to Weber, at Weaver State by 3. So I think those losses were very key in uh, to them getting in the playoffs. SEMO really doesn't have that great of a performance. They lost to Eastern Kentucky. Good win against Murray State last week. But I'm going to roll with the... The more galvanized team right now. So, uh, give me the Grizz in this game. This one's late 10 p.m., but it's on national TV, ESPN 2. NFL pick standings. Yeah, Mark and Logan tying once again. Um, both at 8-4. and four. Mark stays five games back of Logan. I uh, lost a game of them again, so I am now uh, 13 back of Logan. Eight back of Mark, uh, not gonna have a chance to win this one this year. But uh, I went 0 and 1 in my lone wolves last week. I picked Steelers. They lost by seven to the Bengals. Mark went uh, 2 and 2 in his. He uh, got the Falcons right. They beat the Bears. Got the uh, Patriots right. They walked off with Marcus Jones against the Jets. And then he lost the Rams, uh, who lost to. Uh, the Cardinals, I believe, was that game last week. Or the Saints. The Rams lost to the Saints, and he got the Vikings wrong. They got uh, completely annihilated by the Cowboys. 40-3. <laughs> to 3. So this week, Broncos at the Panthers. Um... Yeah, I'm rolling with uh, Sam Darnold, back to being the starter this week, and I just think that uh, he can get it done. Uh, DJ Moore has had his best production with Sam Darnold at quarterback, and I think that's what's going to happen, even against the strong Denver secondary. I think the Panthers can get it done um, and try to, uh, you know. Salvaged a little bit from their season if they can with Steve Wilkes as the interim head coach one point for the Broncos though so it should be a good close game there over under is 36 I do like the under in that game both defenses are playing very well despite their records so uh give me the Panthers and the under Bucks at the Browns we are all on Tampa Bay Cleveland has been playing very closely to most of their opponents this year but uh the Bucks are surging. They have won, uh, I believe, three in a row to get back to five hundred. And uh, Tom Brady is hitting stride at the right time. And I think the Bucks, behind Brady and Rashad White there at running back, get it done in Cleveland. Over under is forty two and a half. And I'm gonna go with the over in that game. I think. Just to update you on some scores, uh, Arizona has come back and beaten Arizona State in the Battle of Arizona. Uh, they were down... 21-17. to Came back, and they were down 35-31, to actually, in the fourth quarter. Scored that game-winning touchdown with uh, 8.53 to go. Held the lead for that one. And then... Uh, I mentioned Colorado State sucks, but so does New Mexico. Colorado State shutting out New Mexico, the Rams winning 17-0 at home to finish their season 3-9, push the Lobos to 2-10 on the year. Uh, NC State at number 17, NC UNC, they are in a battle 5:51 to go in the fourth. NC State about to punt the ball away um, to North Carolina. They are tied at 17. Great battle there. Also a really good game. Missouri, I believe, is about to win the game here. 29-27 over Arkansas. uh, 1-12 to go in the fourth quarter there. Nebraska holding a a steady lead still. 24-7 over Iowa. Uh, Iowa driving, though, try to make this a two-score game um, in Iowa City. And then number 18, UCLA. They just took the lead over Cal 24-21, 7.06 24-21, 7.06 to go in the third, uh, 9.34 to go in the fourth for the Iowa game. Bangles at the Titans. Mark Lone Wolf in the Bengals on the road. Uh, Logan and I, I think the reason being for the Titans, they looked really good against uh, the Packers last Thursday. Long rest for them. Derrick Henry comes out. The Bengals have been susceptible to the run. Uh, as noted by Najee Harris's 90 yards last week. And um, I think that they uh, give up a lot of run to Derrick Henry. Hopefully Samaj P. Ryan plays well for my fantasy team. But um, give me Tennessee in Tennessee there. Over-under is 43.5. I think this one goes over on that one. List of players out this week uh, that I haven't mentioned yet. Ravens' offensive tackle, Ronnie Stanley. uh, Jets' defensive tackle, Sheldon Rankins. Bucks' wide receiver, Russell Gage. uh, Browns' corner, Greg Newsome. Titans' defensive tackle, Danico Autry. Texans' corner, Derek Stingley. Broncos' wide receiver, Jerry Judy and K.J. Hamler. Commanders' defensive tackle, Matt Ioannidis. Um... Cardinals wide receiver Rondale Moore and corner Byron Murphy. And then Packers wide receiver Romeo Dobbs also ruled out already. Texans at the Dolphins. Kyle Allen starting under center for Houston. Um, Yeah, again, I don't think it matters who starts under center for the Texans. They're not going to win. They're not going to beat the Dolphins in Miami. Miami. And, you know, I just think that uh, the Dolphins are a lot better team. They're on uh, a good run right now trying to keep pace with Buffalo and the AFC East retake the lead in that division by divisional record. Don't know if they're going to cover that 14, but we shall see. The uh, over-under here is 47. Give me the under. I think the Dolphins defense keeps it uh, lower scoring than 47. Bears at the Jets mark again Lone Wolfing here the Lone Wolfing the Bears uh, Mike White starting at quarterback for New York possibly uh, different quarterback for Chicago as well We don't know the status of Justin Fields just yet but uh, we'll have to wait and see for that. Logan and I are on the Jets look their defense has played very well. the Bears defense has given up a lot of rushing yards and I think that's where you'll see Michael Carter come into play this week. And uh, maybe Mike White gives them a, a boost here, and the uh, Robert Sala-led Jets continue to their playoff push, um, especially with the, the Patriots' lost, They'll uh, keep their third-place spot there in the AFC East so they can uh, get a game up on the Patriots in the wild-card race uh, if they can get this win at home here. The over-under is 38-and-a-half. I am going to go with the over in this game. Falcons at the Commanders. We are all on Washington. Taylor Heineke has been on a tear. Um, so I just think that uh, he continues to do that. And uh, the Falcons, this should be a very good game. I was I was close to picking Atlanta, uh, trying to get them to 500 on the season. But I, I think... Washington at home is going to be too much, especially on defense, especially if Chase Young comes back. Um, but I think Heineke and that offense are really the, the biggest reason, and they'll be able to run the ball with Robinson and Gibson against that Falcons defense. Over-under is 40-and-a-half. Give me the over in that game. Ravens at the Jags. Uh, Logan, Lone Wolf and the Jags in Jacksonville. Um, I'm writing a paper to relocate the Jags to Salt Lake City right now, so uh, I cannot pick the Jags. I also just think the Ravens are the better team. Uh, Getting Marcus Williams back potentially this week at safety will help immensely against Christian Kirk, Marvin Jones, and co. in that Jacksonville passing attack. And uh, I think I'm going to go... With the Ravens as well, because Gus Edwards should be back, uh, keep that running game rolling against the Jags defense. Over under is 43.5. Uh, I like the over in that game. 405 games here. Chargers trying to get above 500 at the Cardinals. We are all on the lightning bolts despite Kyler Murray coming back. Um, I do think the Cardinals will have an edge. Um, with James Connor and that rushing attack again, the Chargers' defense mm-hmm. is just terrible against the run. Um, but uh, I think it'll be a close game. Chargers get the win though in Arizona and um, get above five hundred on the season there. Try to get into that wild card race. Over under is forty eight. Give me the over. I like the uh, offenses in this game. Raiders at the Seahawks. We're all on Seattle. The Fighting John Babingtons, as I like to call them. Um, <laughs> shout out to our guy John there. But, uh, yeah, the, the Seahawks should rebound nicely from their bye week um, and uh, come in healthy. Tyler Lockett should be rested up, as should Kenneth Walker and uh, Geno Smith should get this offense rolling again against the Raiders defense that's not very good uh, outside of Max Crosby. But um, the over-under here is 47-and-a-half, and, a half. and uh, I think they're going to quell DeAndre Hopkins, uh, Devontae Smith, I should say, Devontae Adams. God, I'm having issues right now. But uh, Devontae Adams should uh, have a tough day against this secondary so I am going to roll with the under in this game. Maybe not over. Sure, why not? Rams. This is a 425 games. Rams at the Chiefs. Uh, yeah, we're all in Kansas City. Bryce Perkins is not going to get it done in, in Kansas City. If this one was in L.A., possibly. But uh, I just do not think they're going to have enough offense uh, to hold up against the Chiefs. Um even without a couple guys there at receiver for Kansas City. Should run Isaiah Pacheco a lot in this game. Uh, Away from Aaron Donald, please. And uh, get him a lot of fantasy points there. Over-under is 42. Give me the under. Chiefs win big. But uh, Rams don't score enough to help the over. Saints at the 49ers. Um, again, this is another one where it's, like, a really good team right now against uh, a so-so team, but, uh, I am gonna roll with, uh, the Niners, as is Logan and Mark, so, they're, they're rolling right now, and, uh, I don't think anything's gonna change coming back home from Mexico City, and, uh, against the Saints team that's just, again, like I said, so-so, they're, they're middle of the pack right now, and I don't think they're gonna have enough to keep up with the Niners. Over-unders, 43. Um, How about uh, go the over in this one? San Fran scores a lot on offense currently, so Saints give us just enough to get over that. Sunday Night Football, the Packers at the Eagles. Uh, We're all on the birds here. I don't like to see that, but uh, Logan betraying his own team, going with uh, the Eagles in Philly. I told people Philly's a different place When it's at night in prime time, the Eagles are debuting their black helmets with their black jerseys and black pants. It'll be a blackout in Philly. Um, So love to see that. I can't wait. And it should be a nice win for Philly in a bounce-back effort again after a close game in Indy last week. Over-under is 46.5. I am going to roll with the over in that game. Update on scores here. NC State has just taken a seven point lead over number 17, North Carolina. North Carolina into NC State territory with that last play, though. 3.43 to go in the fourth quarter at the NC State 42 yard line. Iowa has scored to make it a 10 point game against Nebraska. 6.49 to go in the fourth quarter. Second and eight for the Huskers on their own 27 yard line. And uh, again, number 18, UCLA, continues to lead over Cal 24 21. 3.46 to go in the third quarter. 1st and 10 on the Bruins 12-yard line. Best bets of the week. Uh, last week went 2-1, finally over five hundred. Uh, 15, 14, and 4. Uh, the Bears, plus 3.5, they got it done last week, covered by the hook. Um, the Giants, they lost outright against the Lions. I had them minus 3. And the Commanders, 1 by 20, so they covered minus 3 at the Texans. This week, I'm going with the Bucks minus 3.5 at the Browns. I think they'll get that done. Uh, the Cleveland defense has been susceptible to the run, so give me Rashad White rushing yards um, in that one, and uh, Greg Newsome out for them, so Brady should have a decent day through the air as well. Uh, the Falcons, plus 4 at the Commanders. Like I said, I think that's going to be a really close game. Possibly could come down to a field goal. Um... I do like the Commanders to win that, but I like the Falcons to cover which they've been doing for the majority of the year. And then finally the Chargers minus 3 at the Cardinals. I think that's going to be a close game as well, but I think at the very worst they should push that 3 and uh, get that one done in Arizona. NFL lock standings, we all went 1 and 0. Again, I'm finally over 500, 6 and 5 for me, 8 and 3 for Logan, 9 and 2 Sterling record for Mark there. Logan still one back. From Mark, I am three back of him in that regard. Um, last week, Mark got the Commanders right over the Texans. I got the Chiefs right um, over the Chargers. And the uh, Bills got it done over the Browns for Logan. This week, Logan likes the Bucks. Like I said, I have that as one of my best bets of the week, minus 3.5 at the Browns, so he is rolling with Tom Brady and co. on the road in Cleveland, like that selection. I'm rolling with the opposite of the game last week. Uh, picked the Chiefs to beat the Chargers. Now I'm picking the Chargers to beat the Cardinals. Um, so I, I really like Justin Herbert in that uh, offense against the Cardinals defense. Should uh, try to bulk up against that run offense for Arizona, but uh, I think they'll win that shootout there in Arizona. And then Mark's going with the 49ers um, over the Saints. I do like that one as well. Um, Mark's going the route of uh, of Logan last week, getting the uh, lock in by half a point as we can't pick locks that are double digit favorites. So a uh, nine and a half there for San Francisco. Lucky Mark dog standings not a good week for us uh luckily for me I went to oh one and one not 0 and two so I have a a push just like Logan has this week mark's got to get a push now so we can all have one but uh yeah last week I went oh one and one uh bears plus three I don't know how I had plus three for my dog and plus three and a half are the best bets I didn't want to cheat so I just I, I wrote down what uh I scored what I had written on the powerPoint from last week so Plus three, that was a push against the Falcons. So uh, that gets me to 15-16-1 because the Bears lost outright. Logan, uh, unfortunately for him, he had the Vikings plus one and a half against the Dallas. Uh, They lost by a lot more than one and a half. Uh, They lost by 37, to be exact, losing 40-3. to And then uh, Mark, he lost his. He had the Rams plus three against the Saints. They lost by seven. so Mark is still toiling down there at 6 and 16. He is uh, nine and, a half point, nine and a half games back of myself. Now it's a little bit easier to calculate the distance between Logan and I. Logan is uh, four games back from me. I am 15, 16 and 1. Logan 11, 10 and 1. Just staying ab- above the water above 500 there is Logan. Dogs this week, Logan, Lone Wolf and the Jags. I don't like that pick, plus four against the, the Ravens at home. Um, I like Baltimore, so I don't like his pick there. And what's new, the Penguins scoring against the Flyers, 4-0 Pittsburgh. Uh, I am rolling with the Titans, plus three against the Bengals. I know Logan was picking the Titans with me as well. Mark, Lone Wolf, and the baby Bengals at home. But uh, I just think Derrick Henry's going to run through that defense. They're going to use the play action like they did against Green Bay last week effectively and uh, the Titans will get the win in that one and then Mark is rolling with the Bears plus six at the Jets the only uh, dog that he picked this week out of all the picks Uh, so he is rolling with Justin Fields possibly if he does play questionable officially but uh, plus six uh, that's a good number I do think they'll be able to cover that I just uh, Logan and I picked the Jets so don't think the Bears are going to win there And before I get to next week, how about Iowa? 45-yard 40, field goal. They are within 7 with 5.41 to go. North Carolina driving right now 2nd and 5, 3rd uh, and 5 on the NC State 13-yard line. 50 seconds to go. North Carolina has all three timeouts. Um, great game coming down to the wire there in Chapel Hill. Um, but next week... We'll be back talking uh, NFL Week 13 kickoff between the Bills and the Patriots. Week 12 wrap-up with the Steelers and Colts on Monday Night Football. Uh, We'll get you caught up with those two games as well as all college action in between shows. And we'll preview the NCAA and NFL games for the weekend. It's championship Saturday next week in college football and uh, week 13 NFL as well. Don't forget to follow us on all our social media at FAA Podcast on Instagram and Twitter at FAA underscore bets is our betting account on Twitter as well. FAApodcast.com is our website. Check us out uh, there to uh, look at our new Thanksgiving merch. Uh, You can still get the 20% off, I believe it is, through the end of the uh, month here. And then uh, don't forget to follow us on all our social media there. And then here on YouTube, Facebook, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and iHeartRadio. Thank you all for watching. Hope you all had a happy Thanksgiving. Go Team USA on Tuesday. We'll be back on Tuesday, actually, uh, as I will be flying out on Monday night back to Milwaukee. So I will not be available for that show. But, yeah, catch us back here on Tuesday. Thank you all for watching, and we'll see you back then.